Hi, I'm Allison Foy, and welcome to What Grief Gave Me. The truth is, grief gave me a whole new life I didn't ask for or see coming. It rocked me to my core and changed me in almost every way. It left me feeling lost, alone, confused, and unsure of how to move forward and truly enjoy my life again. This show was created in the hopes that others will feel less alone on their healing journeys and when navigating the real ups and downs that come from all forms of grief. Join me each week as I share different topics on life, love, loss, and everything in between. Loneliness is something that I've been navigating my whole entire life. I always kind of felt different from other people. Even as a child, I was, I don't know, highly sensitive, incredibly anxious. And I, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a bit of an introvert, a bit meaning like a lot, but <laughs> I just never felt like I fit in, like I belonged. Um, I always felt different. And even if I was surrounded by people, I felt a little bit of loneliness there as well. So for me, I've always kind of had this like loneliness feeling um, up until the last couple years, I would say. And I want to tell you why and how I kind of shift that. Because for a long time in my life, especially when I was going through the loss of my dad and the loss of, you know, friendships and, and boyfriends at the time and and all of these things that happened, you know, oh God, like over a decade ago, I feel like a completely different person. But at that point in time, I did anything and everything I could to avoid being alone. And even when I was alone, I would distract myself. I would numb myself. I would avoid myself, abandon myself in in the ways that I could, anything. I was very uncomfortable um, just like being alone with my thoughts, being alone with myself. I didn't like myself. Um, you know, my brain was filled with a lot of negative comments, thoughts about myself, things I had done, I would ruminate on. Anyways, I just did anything and everything I could to avoid being alone. And when I went to school, I was in a situation, well, for the first time, I was in a situation where I had to live on my own. It was just the way things worked out. Um, anyways, I obviously met friends and stuff, but at the end of the day, I went home and was alone. And um, that same time frame when I was in school, I had to do 30 hours. Or maybe it was so much more. I don't even know. A minimum 30 hours of like my own psychotherapy because the premise of the program was if you're going to be helping people then you need to do your own work, which I absolutely, looking back, loved, but during, hated um, for many reasons. But anyways, I went through a really challenging time and I was forced to be alone. And I had a decision to make. I could continue doing the same um, destructive, hurtful things to myself in my alone time um, in this new chapter of my life, or I could learn to sit with myself and be very uncomfortable and, and, you know, meet myself where I was at. It didn't happen overnight, but slowly over time, I saw this 
feeling of intense loneliness as an invitation to connect deeper with myself. And I started to do this by imagining my inner child. And for many, many years, she was sad. For many years, she was anxious. Um, And I started to imagine as if when I was alone, I was almost like babysitting her. I'd be like, okay, so we're going to make sure we eat three meals today. And we're going to make sure, you know, at least we drink water and, you know, like the things that were challenging for me in terms of like self-care or just unhealthy habits, I started to shift them because I now all of a sudden had this little girl to take care of. And there was no little girl, but the little girl was me who somewhere along the way felt neglected, felt um, not good enough, felt um, unloved and, and alone, you know, and I had a job and that job was to keep her company. And that job was to, um, remind her that she was safe and, and, you know, keep her healthy. And (laughs) I've been doing this off and on for years now, but that was when it started. There's been times in my life since then, because that was, that was a long time ago, like probably eight years, eight or nine years ago. No. Yeah. At least anyway, it doesn't really matter, but I've been doing this consistently and inconsistently since. And I think when I first started, there was a lot of it. And now I think that I've just allowed her to kind of grow up. So I don't often feel those feelings of loneliness, but when I do, I'm always like, oh, like I need to be with me right now. And I also have activities that I do that kind of calm my mind down. So I'm no longer distracting myself. And, you know, the thing about distracting ourselves is we can distract ourselves by things that the world views as normal, right? I could work all day and and turn on Netflix and, and that could be my whole entire day. Or I could scroll TikTok for hours. Like God knows once you open that app, you're done, you know? Um, and I like to do those things in moderation, you know, but I intentionally spend time every day making sure I'm connecting with myself, who I am today. And that has allowed me to be very aware if there's something that you know, needs my attention or I need to bring to my therapist or my nervous system's stressed out. Like that has really given me awareness in a preventative way versus like, um, I'm spiraling, you know, um, and my nervous system's out of whack. And some of the things that I do to just to like be with me is go for walks without any music, without any podcast, without anything in my ears, just like practicing being in my body, walking, listening to the birds, love the birds, um, and meditation. Meditation was very hard for me when I was younger because I had tons of intrusive thoughts and I had tons of like, it was like my ego was running the show. And now it's a way for me to just like 
come back to the present moment and moments of high stress for me, I'm like, okay, let me just take five. <laughs> you know, I don't do it for very long, but it's like a bit of a reset. Um, I puzzle. I'm an avid puzzler, kind of embarrassing a little bit. Um, but that shuts my brain off, you know? So, um, and then of course there's things like journaling, um, and feeling emotion, but those are just some ideas of things that you could potentially try on for yourself. Um, and I really want you to take away, I guess, this idea that loneliness is not something to feel bad about. You know, it's it's very uncomfortable, especially when you're first starting to be with yourself. But if you can push through the uncomfortableness of it, there's an incredible relationship with yourself on the other side. And I think for me, um, I knew nothing was going to change in my life unless I did. And this was one of those ways that has really allowed me to um, become the person that I am today. And and yeah, like I think sometimes... <laughs> There's been times in my life where I'm like, oh my God, I'm fucking doing this again. Like, here we are again. But instead of meeting myself with judgment, I'm just like, okay, like it's another layer. You know, it's another layer of healing. It's another layer of um, learning something or relearning something. And there was no point in my life where I just immediately stopped doing certain things that were maybe unhealthy for me or destructive. It was small over small changes over time. I think that when we have a problem in our lives, we're like, okay, I need to go from A to Z. And I was always very much one step at a time. I think that it's easy to be an all or nothing um, and, and so desperately want to change um, how you feel about yourself, for example, or habits, but we have to do it in a sustainable way. And if we're making any changes in our lives because we hate it, right? Because I hated to be alone and I hated myself and I hated this and and these thoughts and, you know, I'm not going to get a long lasting outcome, right? There's been times in my life where I'm like, I hate my body right now. Well, me, you know, working out excessively is not going to change anything because I, the motivation that's making me want to make those changes is coming from a not so positive place versus, okay, I'm hating how my body is right now, but I love myself enough to make some changes. And that can start with like making sure I eat three meals a day and making sure they have vegetables in them and, you know, making sure I'm drinking enough water and going for walks and taking care of myself. And I think why we experience so much loneliness is because we're not taking care of ourselves. So this is like a little bit of a process and that's okay. Um, but start where you are and just see how it evolves. Like see how you respond to it. It might not be anything different right away, but if you stick to it, I promise you, it will make a big impact in your life and you will no longer feel so different and isolated and, you know, have a negative mentality of who you are, you'll start to appreciate who you are and the things you've gone through and and you'll no longer look for things to fill the void or people to. And that's a really empowering place to be. 
If you have a minute before you go to help more people find the show, I would really appreciate that. You can subscribe below, leave a rating or review, or send an episode to a friend who you think might benefit from it too. Thanks for being here and please know how grateful I am that you are a part of this growing community.